Yeah. Cool. No. Raise hallelujahs at the end after the teaching. I, that's where I put it, right? No, I didn't see it. I did? Yeah, you did. Okay. I didn't see it. Okay. All right. So after the teaching. After yeah. the teaching. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> All right. So. No shave November. Hey, Jack, let's take your sweater off, sweetheart. He will obey. There it goes. It's because they're matching. Look how cute. Look, they've turned that into shield. All right, ready? Let's just do a little bit of that chorus, chorus and whatever. Your shield.
lines, it's this. Yep, that yeah. pattern. Yep. That's what I thought. Yep. All right, so let's. <laughs> you do me a solid favor, please, Garrett. I need a pen or a pencil. All right, let's. Joey. <laughs> we need like two more minutes. Okay. Let's take it from the big first sing. We're so happy you were born. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's the best time to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. to finish this song? Do you want to finish this song? Not really. Okay. Actually, the only thing I want to know is how we're going to end it. Okay. We do the bridge. This happens Let's twice. do the fight. It actually, okay, so are you going to, the bridge oh. is three times because. Right, right, because there's this pattern and then that twice. Okay. That's twice, okay? So it's, it's this pattern three times. Right, and then we did the. Carolyn, can you go through the slides for me one by one from where you are? From where you are. Just go to the next, please. Okay, keep going. Yep. Okay. Okay, so that's one chorus. And then the next slide is the same one, right? Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. We're done. Um, oh, yes, because we're done at the beginning. I, I think that's not a bad So he brought his people out with joy. His chosen ones were singing. Come on, boy. Yeah, CD for ABS. Yeah, for ABS. What's up, Jack? Get that core on. All right, are we testing me out? Oh, very good. 
For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is your steadfast love, Father, towards those who fear you. As far as the east is from the west, so does he remove our transgressions and our sins. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him, everybody. Sing praises to him. Sing praises to him. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Let this be recorded for a generation to come, so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. All worshipers of images are put to shame, who make their boast in worthless idols. Worship him, all you gods. Know that the Lord, he is God. The righteous flourish like a palm tree. And green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. God, you are my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in you. Blessed is the man who you discipline, O Lord, and who you teach out of your law. To him rest from days of trouble until a pit is dug for the... Share God's word with us. What's going on, guys? Take a seat. God bless you guys. Hey, can we uh, thank Glenn and Jessica again for playing this morning? I mean, how awesome is music, man? That just, just so ministers to my heart. A um, couple things I want to talk about this morning. Uh, first, I have been just battling, and, and, and I trust uh, some of you have been as well, it, just spiritually just battling. And, and it's been that way for the past, like, four weeks. In the Bova household, it's almost been like we, we've been on, like, straight survival mode. The kids have had, fe- each of them had fevers throughout, like, a week. And then, you know, we, we're battling the symptoms. And so sleep was a real minimum. And uh, just a lot of other stuff uh, that's been going on. And uh, for me personally, when those things happen, I, I, I man, it really tests you. It really tests you. And, you know, unfortunately, I, I, I saw that there were some areas in me that, that weren't as solid as I wanted them to be or as I, as I would expect them to be or as, as they have been in the past. Um, uh, maybe desires uh, from the old self kind of rose up and, and my mind just wasn't on the things of the kingdom, the reality of who God is, the reality of his love for me, my calling, my new nature in Christ and who my king is, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so what I want to do is I want to talk about this, uh, this this morning and that is having a, a kingdom alignment Getting back to a mindset of a, a, a proper understanding of who we are in the kingdom. So sometimes there's some tweaks and adjustments that need to be made in our lives to get us back into kingdom alignment. Because I want, and I know we all want, this is what our Lord wants. He wants our hearts, our minds, and our mouths to be aligned with the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the realm of God's dominion now available here on earth, now available in both you and I. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm talking about. Raise a hallelujah. If you hear something, don't, yeah, come on. 
Don't be shy in here. Come on, man. Don't let me be the only one fired up up here. Don't leave by saying, man, wow, he was really fired up up there, that guy. Man, leave with this in you. Come on. Sit here with this working in your heart. See, God wants us to have the same heart and mind as him. It all starts with the heart, though. It all starts with the heart. All of it. Where your treasure is, there your heart is going to be also. Sometimes we find, we get into these seasons where like, we're, we're, we're battling, we're struggling, and, and we just don't feel like, and we're not operating like we have in the past when we are in perfect walk and in step with the Holy Spirit, walking in the kingdom of God, having that proper kingdom alignment. And we see that maybe sometimes our affections are something other than God himself. We sometimes see that the words, or better yet, we hear the words that we speak don't necessarily align with kingdom truths. They don't align with the voice of God and the things that he has said. But yet we find ourselves saying these things. Focus on the problem. Focus on worry or, and allowing thoughts of stress and anxiety to come in. And I'm telling you right now, those are contrary to the kingdom of God. I mentioned before, it starts with the heart. God wants our heart. If our heart is for him, if, our, if, 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 the, if he is the treasure of our heart, we're going to be speaking a different way. We're going to be feeling certain ways. It won't be in accordance to the world. He wants our heart. He seeks after hearts that are blameless for him. And so sometimes... Um, Sometimes, do you, ever, do you guys ever feel that, man, you just, you just want God to just hold you? And you're like, God, I, I, I don't want to just like do the right thing anymore. I, like, I, I want it to be like deep within me, like that change in me. I don't want to just say the right things anymore. I don't want to just like just do the righteous thing. I, I want that thing to come from deep. And only you can do that in me. And I bring, I know that you just can't just, just change my heart like that. It will take my will to say, yes, Father, I want your will in my life. But it is God who works that heart transformation. And that's what I want. That's what he's calling for. He wants to continuously develop, continuously transform our heart. Only God can do that. I went for a run yesterday and I was talking with him and I said, God, just continue to transform my heart. I just want want you to keep transforming my heart. I I need my heart to be transformed. In my ear ear pods, Siri comes on. She goes, I can't help you with that. (laughs) And I said, I know, Siri, you can't. I said, I was talking to God. (laughs) Only he can do that. (laughs) I started laughing. We heard in manifestations this morning, God said, he said, don't get down on yourself. Did anyone catch it? I will work on your heart. Let him keep working on your heart. Let him keep working on your heart. You know, he seeks after people whose hearts are blameless towards him. And, oh man, that does not mean perfection. Can I just be clear? And thank God he does not require perfection out of me because I'm, I'm far from perfect. But I can tell you one thing. What he wants is he wants progression. 
and he's going to get progress in my life. The times that I mess up, the times that I don't think from the kingdom vantage point, the times that I don't act like Jesus Christ, the times that I don't walk by the Spirit and I get my mind focused on the problem or something other than him, and I say, no, 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 no. I don't want that way. I want to repent, and I, and I want to think your way. That's progression. That's progression. So, like David, he sought after a man. God sought after a man who sought after his heart. Can we pull that verse up in, uh, do we have it here? Um, no, my first verse I, I think I had is, is March 7. And like, kind of like what I was saying earlier, I, I don't want to just say the right thing. Jesus is talking about, uh, to the Pharisees, and he says, Well did Isaiah prophesy, prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, The people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship, teaching as, do- teaching as doctrines the commandments of God. I, I, I don't want just my lips to just say the right thing, right? I want my heart to be right with him. I just so firmly believe God is just calling our hearts to just have a a, a proper alignment back to him. I don't want to just pray the same things that I've prayed for in my time with him. I don't want to just repeat the same things because that can subtly just become this religious practice. And it gets away from the heart that he wants, that he's seeking after. 1 Samuel 13, 14 says, But now your kingdom shall, shall not come. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. And he's referring to David. Samuel is prophesying here. In 2 Chronicles 16, 9, it says, The eyes of the Lord search the earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You know, Jesus said, he said, I want you to seek the Lord with all your heart, your mind, and your strength. Our, our command is to seek God. And the beautiful thing about God is he'll never ask us to do something that he has already done for us or that he's already currently doing. See, he wants us to mirror back what he does. He says, you seek me, but I've already been seeking you. I've already been seeking your heart. Uh, my, my, my good buddy, Nestor, um, he, he spoke on, on, on this, and he gave the analogy of seeking God out. You seek God out. When you seek out something, you stop everything. He, he brought up this. He says, when, you see, when, when you're seeking for your lost car keys, everything stops and you, until you can find those keys because you're not going anywhere. I love that. Let everything come to a halt. Let him be first. You seek him out. And when you think about how God seeks you out, that's, a, that's incredible to me. He is seeking you out. Psalm 51.10 says, uh, the psalmist says, create in me a clean heart and renew a spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart and renew a spirit within me. Again, I'm, I'm talking about the heart right now because this is where it starts. Having kingdom alignment starts with your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. You get this thing right, your words are going to be in line with the kingdom. You're going to be speaking truth. Um, why don't you guys, well, we don't have to turn. Yeah, let's turn. If you have Bibles, let's turn. Bring those things. 
Yes. We got one Bible, two Bibles, three. Yep, four. All right. Come on, five, six, phones, seven, eight. All right, all right. Jesus came, and, and he, it's so cool. I mean, he showed us the new way. He showed us the new way, the kingdom way. He showed us the kingdom way. Matthew four seventeen. For that time, for at that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." Repent, repent. Go back to that word. Re. Go back to pent a higher place. Go back to the higher way of thinking, the original way you were made and created to think, and that is in light of the creator, in the presence of God. Get back to that way of thinking. Get back to the way of thinking from the vantage point, knowing that you are a created being and the God who spoke into all of the universe and to creation has also made you and cares for you. Get, get to this place. Get to that place. It's a new way of thinking. And we look at the life of Jesus, we get to see how he interacted having been in the kingdom of God and having been bringing the kingdom of God to this earth, to this dark world. The kingdom of God is the realm of God's dominion. Jesus Christ ushered that thing back into this place. He, ru- he ushered that thing back into this domain of darkness. I was reading this the other day, uh, th- this, this uh, passage we're going to look at, and it just really arrested my heart. Uh, a, a passage we're pretty familiar with when Jesus fed the 5,000. It's in John 6.1. We might have it here, I think. Um, so let's pull it up. We're going to start at the very first uh, verse in chapter 6. I'm just going to keep going. Uh, after this, are you guys following me? You guys? Okay, I'm not going too fast. All right. Uh, after this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which was the Sea of Tiberias, and a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up to the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover feast of the Jews was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing that a large crowd was coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? And he said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered, 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to eat a little to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a boy who has five barley loaves and two fish, but are they for so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in that place, so the men sat down, about 500 in number, and Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, and when he had given thanks, And when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. And when the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this indeed the prophet, this is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. What I love is, 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 is chapter, uh, excuse me, verse six. And Jesus asks a question. And he says, where are we gonna get the bread to feed all these people? And he said this to test them. And he already knew what he was gonna do. I believe a lot of times in our situations, in our worldly situations, we get tested. 
We get tested to see how we are going to respond. See, everything Jesus did was teaching. He wasn't doing this to like condemn Philip, but it was to teach him that there's a different way. Like you say, you're looking at the lack and you're looking at the natural, but I'm here to show you that there's a different way. I'm here to show you that you can now have a reaction that is based on the kingdom of God and his resources and the things that are unseen. This is now available to you. This will now be available to you. So my question to myself is, am I responding from a kingdom vantage point? In my situation, I told you I've been battling, we've been battling, but am I responding from that of someone who is in the kingdom and has the kingdom available to him, the resources of the kingdom available to him. What I love what Jesus did was he breaks the bread and he gives thanks to God. He takes the lack, he takes what was available and he gave thanks to God, even though it wasn't enough. In the, in the five census realm, it wasn't enough to feed everybody, but he gave, he gave thanks for it. He took the lack and gave thanks for it. In our situation, are we giving thanks to God for the very little that we might see. Other people did this in, 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 in throughout the Gospels. They, they, they responded from, uh, they, they, let me put it this way, they had a kingdom response. We see the people that Jesus dealt with and the great things that Jesus was able to do in their situations. And it was because they had a kingdom response. Again, I want to be a people that have kingdom responses. Turn to, uh, turn to uh, where are we at here? Where are we at? The centurion. Uh, Matthew 8, 5.13. Mm. When he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I tomb a man under authority with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at the table of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown out into utter darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And the, and the centurion said, and, he said to the, and to the centurion he said, Go, let it be done as you have believed. This guy, the centurion, he's like, Yo, look, Jesus... Ought, you don't even have to come to my house. Like, I believe that all you have to do is just say be healed, and he'll be healed. I don't, I don't need to take you by the hand uh, to take you back to my place. Just all you got to do is just say the word, Lord. I said Jesus marveled. There's not too many times in the word that it says Jesus marveled. But he marveled at that. And then we see this in uh, Mark Seven. So what he had was he had great expectation of God's power. He didn't need the breadcrumbs to bring him back to you know the 
the house to heal the paralyzed servant. He just had great expectation. That is a kingdom response, expectation. Expectation on God to do something that we don't need our hands in. Just at his spoken word, healing can take place. Power can be released. In Mark 7, uh, verse 25, uh, but immediately a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell down at his feet. This is the feet of Jesus. The woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, yes, Lord, Yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And he said to her, for this statement that you, for this statement, you may go on your way. The demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. For this statement, her response was a kingdom response. For this statement, she spoke a word and it was a response to the king of the kingdom. I want to go to, uh, I don't think we have this, but I want to look at um, Mary's response. Jesus' mother. Let's go to, to Luke chapter 1, uh, verse 34, if you have Bibles. So the angel just tells Mary that she's going to give birth to a child. And Mary said to the angel in verse 34, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will shadow over you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I'm a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. The kingdom response is that nothing is impossible with God. The angel said that. The angel is within the realm of God's dominion. So the angel's speaking truths of the kingdom here. And Mary says, let it be. According, let it be to me according to your word. We, uh, we want to teach our, we want to learn this, right? We, we want to we know this, like that being our response that anything's possible. Um, and, uh, and, and we teach the kids this. Danny's been working with the kids that hey, all things are possible, all things are possible. And uh, Brody, the other week, we, uh, we were going over to my folks' house, and, and, and he wanted me to put a, uh, an extra TV downstairs in the basement at Grandma and Papa's house. And I said, Brody, that, that's, not, that's not a good idea, man. Like, we're not going to bring a TV over to the house. He goes, Dad, but, but, I, but all things are possible, right? Dad? And I said, you're right, son. We're going to get that TV downstairs. We got that TV downstairs. But it was the innocence of a child that says, but dad, I thought all things, like, not trying to, you know, 
work, work his father over, but just literally, it's difficult, but I thought all things were possible. Yes, they are, son. Yes, they are. We want to speak the same things as God. We, we, we really do. Uh, it's, it's, it's his language. I want his language to be my language. Um, the tangible step for us in this. Because, again, like I said, I, I believe there are people who are battling right now. And when I'm talking about battling, it's not like people. But you're battling thoughts that don't align with the kingdom. You're dealing with situations that are stressful. You may have fear about the unknown. You may not feel like uh, you're moving in the right direction. You may not feel pure. You may feel like there's just something that just needs to be cleaned out. And what I can tell you is that this, I'm going I'm to say what God said this morning. He's going to work on your heart, okay? But it's on us to use our lips to align ourselves with what he has spoken, Okay? And a lot of that is just us giving praise, giving praise and thanksgiving. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. The words you speak, the words you speak have the greatest impact on you. Speak the things of God. Speak the things of God. Uh, Psalm 100, 1 through 5. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. We come into the presence of God just singing praises. When you feel far from God, just start, just start thanking him for the lack that you're feeling. Come into his presence and just praise him knowing who he is because no matter what, no matter what you're going through, the reality of his nature being good, holy, and one who seeks after you never changes. Although we stray, he never strays. Although we might seem unfaithful in seasons, he's always faithful. So come into that presence. He says, come on, come to me, sing praises unto me. So we will come into his presence and we will say, praise you, God, for who you are. Start praising him for the lack. We are his people. We are his people. Praise God for that result happening before it even happens. Something I've never caught before. This morning when Jessica and Glenn were singing that that song, uh, Reckless Love, Endless Love, the first few words were, before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. Before I spoke, before I spoke anything of the things of God, he was singing over me. Before I had to prove myself or before I showed any bit of my heart for him, he was already singing over me. 
because he saw potential in me. He sees the potential in us. He sees the good works that he has in store for you. And he's singing over your life. He's singing over your life. Even when you don't feel like you're doing a good job, (laughs) maybe right now in this season, even if you feel like you're messing it, he's still singing over you because of what's there, what's deep inside, what can come out. He's singing over you. We're his sheep, he says. He is the shepherd. He is our sufficiency in everything, everything. Glenn and Jess, if you guys want to come on up here, I'm gonna, we're going to close right here. I want to read Psalm 23. This is David, the one who's got the heart after God, who seeks God's heart out in his life. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is something you can say. This is something that you can read aloud. There's something so beautiful when you read scripture out loud. When you read and speak the truths of God. It just does something over you that is just, just so empowering for you to speak life over yourself. So when you, when you read something like this, when you read a section of scripture such as this, you say, Lord, you are my shepherd. You are my sufficiency. I don't need to want. I will fear no evil. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And these aren't people. These enemies aren't people. These enemies are thoughts and feelings and whispers in the spiritual realm that get you and try to get you to think something contrary to your original value in Christ Jesus, your new created being in Christ Jesus. In the the chaos, he says, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. What that means is that God is the one who gives you everything that you need to be respected and to be victorious in the face of your enemies. It's like he carves out just this place of peace for you in the middle of the chaos and says, you stand victorious because you're mine. I do that for you. You're my people. So we're going to sing a song right now. We're going to raise a hallelujah to God. So stand up. Go ahead and start. There's that verse in there. You prepare. He prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Kingdom alignment is what we want. That's what we're after. You take that time with the Father to just be with him and say, Father, create in me a new heart. Renew that spirit in me. Get me thinking what you're thinking. Get me speaking what you're speaking. If you have things that you're facing right now, you're battling, I will, rest, I will tell you right now that there is deliverance for you as you praise God in the middle of that thing. 
Father, thank you so much. You're so good. We praise you, Father. We praise your name. We praise you for what you can do in our situations. We thank you for who we are, that you have called us to rise above it all. Father, for we are yours in Christ Jesus. And Father, we just say thank you for working in our hearts. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
in the middle of the storm louder and louder you're gonna hear my praises roar up from the ashes hope will arise death is defeated the king is alive thank you amen god bless you all have a wonderful week